0: Joining me now is former Houston Texan offensive guard Wade Smith. First of all, Wade, uh, we're out at the Texans youth, youth camp. A lot of people are wondering what are you doing out here and what have you been up to since your retirement?
1: I'm just here out here to support the kids you know there's a a, a large movement this is the, the the great state of Texas and so uh, football here is, is really big and so there's a bunch of kids in this state that love to play the game and so it's great that the Texans you know bring out the kids to their facility and have them here in the bubble and teaching them on the proper techniques of how to, to play the game the right way and teaching them sportsmanship and being competitive and so anytime I can be a part of it. Event like that, I, you know, I'll, I'll be there. And then the, to the second part of your question, what I'm doing these days is, it's kind of like, what am I not doing? I'm a really busy guy right now. Um, I just finished my uh, first children's book, uh, Smitty Hits the Playbooks," and so we've been uh, doing a book tour with that here in Houston and as well in, in Dallas because that's where I'm from originally. So I have a lot of stuff going on with that. I do radio once a week, every Friday. Um, won't say the station because I'm pretty sure you guys are competitors. Um, <laughs> um, I um, what else am I doing? Um, I'm a Texans ambassador, as you see me here now. So I do various events uh, throughout the community with the ambassadors. And um, it's summertime, and so I'm, I'm hanging out with my kids a lot. And they're actually training. My daughter is a volleyball player, and my mother daughter is a cheer, uh, is a cheerleader. And so we're working out with them, you know, twice a week. And so I'm a pretty busy guy, uh, business owner. It's a lot going on.
0: What made you want to do a children's book? Because a lot of people wouldn't think NFL football player, NFL offensive guard, big guy, children's book.
1: Well, you know, my foundation, the Waysman Foundation, um, our major focus is childhood literacy and education. And so, you know, we've been doing these outreach programs where we go to different elementary schools and we, you know, encourage them um, in in reading and teaching them how important literacy is and how passionate I am about reading myself. I absolutely love to read and just kind of... conveying that to the kids at the different elementary schools here in Houston and Dallas. And so I thought to myself, I was like, what better way of being able to take that next step of, it's not even all about just reading, but actually taking the next step to writing your own story and being able to, you know, bring my own book to these different schools and read it to the kids. And the feedback on the book has been great, Um, absolutely uh, wonderful. And then when you mentioned earlier, you were like, oh, you know, offensive linemen. Listen, offensive linemen are the smartest guys on the team, hands down, besides the quarterback. I give quarterback one, offensive linemen two. So these, we are the guys that are most likely to write a book after we're done playing or while we're playing. So it falls in line.
0: <laughs> Tell us about the book. What, what's it about? How did you? Pick the idea, I guess.
1: Um, the story is, is actually it's, it's, it's considered realistic fiction. It's, it's a story about a kid that his, his mom did not want him to play football at all. She thought he would get hurt. Uh, she thought that he was too tall and too skinny and you know, it wasn't for him, and he begged and pleaded to, let, to have his mom let him play. And finally she, she relented and gave him an opportunity to play, and he got so excited about playing football that he forgot about his schoolwork and he stopped doing his homework. He wasn't turning in his, his assignments. And so it talks about what happened to him when he didn't do what he was supposed to do in the classroom and then how he handled that adversity. So it's it's a good story. Great moral to the story. Um, my co-writer, Jamie Lamb did a great job, her, myself. And then um, James Little, the, the illustrator, did a great job as well. So the book came out well. We've we got a lot of uh, feedback. It's actually going on sale. Um, on Amazon.com August the 1st. We've been selling it directly from the foundation um, for about three months now, and we're we're about to sell out a copy, so we're going to have to do a reorder. So really excited about how, how it's doing.
0: When I look back at your career, you played with three great, great players in their rookie season, three guys that have sort of become legend. One of those was when you were in Miami Wes Welker was there at the very beginning. What do you remember about a young Wes Welker that in, in his first camp?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I haven't even. I don't think anyone's ever asked me about Wes. Wes was a guy that he was one of those guys that came in a training camp and he made plays. And he was undersized and he wasn't that fast, but he caught everything. And he was a special teams demon. And you know, he just progressed. He got his opportunity and took advantage of it. So I was really happy for him to see where he's you know become from where he started um like I said there's not that many you know five I don't even know how tall Wes is I'm gonna I'm gonna give him five eight and a half uh you know receivers that have such successful careers so yeah he was uh he was one of those guys that was always in his playbook worked really hard and he was talented he could run great routes and uh you see the results now
0: When you were with the Jets, you played with Darrell Revis in his first year. Yes,
1: and Revis was the type of kid where it was like, and I call him kid now because I still think of him as being that rookie, but they used to test him. I I, I would be interested to see how many, if you look back at the stats, how many times people tried to throw the ball against him on third downs and how many times he made the play. And he deflected the pass, made an interception, and I was just kind of like, this kid on third down, he steps up and makes plays. He's going to be good. Now, who would have known he was going to become Revis Island? But it was just like this guy was a, he was a heck of a player then, quiet, didn't really say much really about his business, and he's still the same guy today.
0: And, of course, J.J. Watt's the next guy, and yeah. J.J. Watt – I don't know if you would have lined up necessarily across from him early on, but do you remember the first time you, you might have uh, kind of messed with him a little bit in, in training camp and had a chance to go against him?
1: The um, thing about J.J. was, like you said, most of the time he was on the other side of the, of the ball because I was playing left guard and he was mostly going against the right guard. Um, when he would come over to the left side, he wasn't as good on that side as he was on the other side. But you could see him where he was just like, this kid is This kid's going to be good. There was no way you would have thought he was going to become J.J. Watt. But you just could look at him early on before, like, during OTAs, you could, like, this kid, he was always working hard. Like, he was making plays. You would, you could just tell that there was something special about him. You didn't know, like I said, there's no way we could have thought he was going to end up being, you know, arguably uh, one of the top five players to ever play his position. But, you know, that's where he is now. He's he's a hell of a player. And, uh I never even thought about the fact that I played with all three of those guys their rookie years. So that's kind of cool. That was a great question.
0: Offensive line, everybody thinks of you as a guard. You were at tight end, though, when you were at Memphis to start off with. And then Tommy West, one of the coaches, said, hey, you're going to make a career uh, if you move to guard. Tell us what happened there. What was that? Would you remember much about that? That whole story?
1: Oh, I remember a lot about that because it was it was a kind of a, a fork in the road type decision for me because my first two years in Memphis, I was the second tight end in the two tight end offense, so I started half of the games. And the the grad, the senior graduated, Billy Kendall. He graduated and he went to the NFL, and so it was my turn to be the starting tight end. And we switched offenses from you know one back, two tight end, two wide receiver offense to spread. That was right when the spread offense kinda came onto the scene. And so there basically was no tight end on offense anymore. So Tommy West calls me to his office. He says you can either, you know, move to offensive line or move to defensive line. But you're gonna play. He's like, you're one of our better players, you're gonna play, but it doesn't make sense to have you playing fifteen snaps a game at tight end when you can be playing sixty snaps at offensive line. And he said, you know, two years from now when you come out of the draft, you'll be one of the most athletic uh, offensive linemen in the draft, and you'll get drafted a lot higher than if you stay at tight end. And so at the time, you know, I'd never play offensive line my whole life. I was a receiver in tight end in high school. I was a tight end and fullback in college. So my first thought was like, all right, um, I got to figure out what school I'm going to transfer to because I'm not trying to be an offensive lineman. So I go back to my... Uh, dorm room, and my roommate at the time, one of my best friends, uh, Jamon Pugh, who's our starting center, and he was like, man, wait, I'm telling you, if you play tackle, you'll be good at it, like, just try it, just see what happens, and so when I tried, it was best one of the best decisions i made in my life, because the offensive lineman, the dynamic of the offensive line room, kind of how you interact with the team is totally different than any other thing that, that's, you know, with a football team. And so it worked out. I was one of the most athletic offensive linemen in the draft. I started off with like a seventh-round grade um, going into my senior year and ended up getting drafted in the third-round, 12-year NFL career. So, you know, Coach West had great insight. Jermon Pugh had great insight. And so I'm thankful.
0: You also got to play with one of the great tight ends in, in history and Tony Gonzalez with the Chiefs. Tell me what it was like to play with Tony.
1: He was he was just a playmaker, man. He, Like when we needed a play, he made it. Um, he was just the consummate professional. He ran great routes. He always was. He was just dependable guy that always made plays. He rarely saw him drop a pass. Um, teams would double him. Teams would try to scheme to take him out of the game, but they couldn't. And uh, I was happy for him because the, he was there the first year. I was there the second year. You know, they let him go to the Falcons because he felt like the Falcons was going to give him an opportunity to actually win a Super Bowl because he had never won anything in Kansas City. So I was happy for him. He actually ended up going, I think, to the to the NFC Championship game at least once and maybe twice. But he had a some really successful years out there in Atlanta. I was hoping he was going to get a chance to get that ring. He didn't. He came up, came up short, but he did get opportunities to play in some some big games. So I was happy for him.
0: What's your favorite moment as a Texan?
1: Favorite moment as a Texan. I'm gonna say my favorite moment was in 2011 after we beat Cincinnati up there and clinched a playoff berth. We came home and when we got back, there were thousands of fans lined up on the streets waiting for us, cheering us on. When we got back on the buses, um, myself and Dwayne Brown, we kind of we're offensive when we moved slow, <laughs> and so they were doing like a little per- like a like a pep rally for us after when we got back to the to the, uh, to the facility. And so we went over to the pep rally, and it was over. Like, when we were getting there, it was ending. And so myself and Dwayne, we were like, man, like, we're late. And so we were getting ready to leave, and then somebody spotted us. A friend spotted us like, hey, that's Dwayne and Wade. Like, hey, can we get your autograph? And we're like, yeah, sure. And anyway, we're on cloud nine. So we literally stood out there by our cars for probably an hour and a half and signed every autograph. Um, of every fan that was there until the last one was gone. And I have fans come up to me to this day. like, I remember that time when you and Dwayne stayed there. So that, that hands down, my, my favorite moment as a Texan.
0: Last thing, uh, you played with a few guys that won the Super Bowl this past year with the Texans, and, and as well as being coached by Gary Kubiak, you were around Wade as well. What did it feel like to watch those guys win the Super Bowl?
1: It felt really good. There was a bunch of guys that I, you know, blood, sweat, and tears with that, you know, we came up short here in Houston, but they were had the opportunity to win it there, and I was really happy for those guys, for, for Owen Daniels, for, for for Wade, for for Gary, for Rico, Piriani, it was a bunch of guys that, I'm trying to think who else was on the team, there was a bunch of guys on the team that won a Super Bowl, and Antonio got a Super Bowl ring, I was just really happy for them, because I know how much they put into it and that's the ultimate accomplishment. And just talking to O.D. after it was over, I just we were just talked like, man, how what was it like? And he's like, man, you can't even really describe how awesome a feeling it was. And so I was just glad that, you know, they were able to experience that.
0: One-word answer on this one, real quick. You you blocked for Foster, and you blocked for Jamal Charles. Who was, who was better?
1: Well, <laughs> don't forget about, like, Ricky Williams, too. I had Ricky Williams, too. Oh, yeah. But um, who was better? I'm just going to say that I'm gonna have to say that Arian was the best running back I ever blocked for. Jamal, I think Jamal got even better after I left. Like the the last year I was with Kansas City, I think it might have been his second year in the league, first or second year in the league. But the last eight games, I started those games. I think he had a thousand yards in eight games. It was crazy, and he's gotten better since then. So Jamal, they're, these guys are they're right there with each other. But if I had to pick one, I'd definitely say Arian.
0: Former Texan Wade Smith, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for taking the time. I
1: appreciate you having me.
0: For more interviews, subscribe to Houston Sports Talk on iTunes, or if you're an Android user, download our free Houston Sports Talk app in the Google Play Store. We're also available on Stitcher or the TuneIn app, and our website is HoustonSportsTalk.net.